0: hi hi (laughs) long time no see
1: yeah
0: you don't pop too much though pop pop yeah pop filter pop pop filter
2: just acting like my son for a second no i don't do that let me do this thing right now that you said i'm i don't do getting so into like saying no now great oh yeah and he'll look at me have fun with that he picked up a glass today like a pint glass And I was like, okay, it's empty. I should really grab it from him. Like, if he holds it for like two seconds, it's fine. I like went to go grab it from him. He looks at me, smiles, runs across the room, and throws it on the ground. It shattered into like a million pieces. I was like, why is this
0: happening right now?
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) That was a bad parenting choice, though, because I probably should have just taken it from him instead of being like, no, wait." Do you know
0: how badly I would have been beaten for that. Oh my God. I Meanwhile, was like, you're like, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault.
2: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> would have been. Oh, my mom would have had a field day. I would have been in a lot of trouble. Yes. 100%. I was like, I'm like, accidents happen. It's okay. Meanwhile, I'm like, wow. But I was, I don't know. We'll see how Wayne turns out. Uh, oh my god i was with all right, anyway, let's We go. gotta move on but <laughs> let's do this wild okay let's do this also i should tell what? you when i went to go look up the script yes um the episode like i had it all out in front of me and it's not the same episode huh? it's a different episode the episode so i think that season two was supposed to have 22 episodes
0: Okay, wait. Which one did you watch? 19.
2: Episode 19. About the crater. Okay.
0: I yes. was really worried. It was a totally no. different
2: episode. I checked it on Prime. I checked it on Apple TV. I didn't even text you because Ugh. I was like, okay, this is for sure the episode. But the episode, like, if you look up the script on the website I use, it's there was an episode called Player Under Pressure, which what was. So they actually, so, so it was supposed pressure. to be season two, episode 19, but I got moved okay. to season three, episode 11. Oh my God.
0: Isn't that crazy? I can't wait to see that because that's going to be weird, right? That's going to be yeah. like very different. I think so. Like, what if I their hair is like- different? I It must.
1: I-
2: no, oh, it's so weird different. I was like I like they have really this look script different. in front of me oh they're gonna look completely different that's like oh like it's a gonna year be wild later. yeah so yeah I was like um very cool very cool well cool but I had like the script all in front of me and I'm like this is why isn't this matching so up? This so... is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, we're we're doing spaceman in a crater, but okay. Anyway, small side. I'm ready to chat. Spoiler, Spoiler alert! Start. Welcome
0: to Squintcast. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Brittany. <laughs> and guess what? We already told you what's happening. We're watching this episode, season two, episode 19 of Bones called.
2: Spaceman in a crater
0: da 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 Space man in a crater
2: <laughs> i should have said it like that that's better okay <laughs> we're
0: gonna do this Snippity snap let's do it although there is one song i might play for you okay go oh what please you, do. You, okay. let's start this off let's
2: start because we are starting on a farm um okay so there's like a bunch of cows around which is not an important detail but basically the scene we're presented with is this farmer is called the fbi because he sees this crater and it appears that some guy has fallen from the sky and created this humongous crater on his property they make a couple jokes about alien encounters they make some jokes about the, the farmer himself is like talks about how meat felt meat with clothes fell from the sky meat wearing clothes i'm pretty sure it was meat anyway that's our victim this guy fell from the sky where did he come from a plane was he superman we don't know but we will find out
0: yeah so they get off their observing area. They were observing from the top of a truck up from a tell in a through a telescope. Yeah. And then uh, they gingerly, Booth and Brennan approach this crater with something in it, the meat with clothes on. So they're gingerly approaching. And then they find this splattered body with like oh. all these guts and everything. And they obviously something fell from a great height something fell and just went splat and, it's not a good uh, scene <laughs> no it's well I think it's good they did a good job the the special effects were great it oh yeah disgusting
2: <laughs> the scene was good the uh looking at it
0: was bad <laughs> it was disgusting and then Booth makes a joke asking Brennan like so what do you think is he dead <laughs> <laughs> And then I thought about the song, the theme song for What We Do in the Shadows. You haven't seen that show yet, have you?
2: Just started watching it. The show? Oh,
0: yeah. We're like four episodes in. It's funny. It's so funny. Don't you love the theme song? Here it is. Don't
1: sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead and out of this world.
0: Now compassion is gone. Anyway, That's I who- like that. You're dead. They're <laughs> dead. We're dead. <laughs> that is totally applicable. I'm dead. You're dead. We're dead. Oh, anyway, oh sorry, okay. I just reminded of the song, and then Booth uh, assumes they fell from a plane. um Brennan agrees and yep. she tells them how fast they must have been falling and they have this the first science fact of our episode today true there's many that the uh, the human body has a max terminal velocity of 124 miles per hour anyway this is where they start with um their theory that the remains might not be human this is what booth is saying Except and then that he's uh, wearing loafers yeah, like that's what Brendan says. Like, when have you ever heard of an alien wearing loafers? I just thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let you take over because I need to know who directed this. Go.
2: Oh. oh, I already looked it up. I have it ready to go. It was his oh, first okay. time directing. The guy's name yes. is Jeanot Swark. Swark, S Z W A R C. He's a French director. He actually directed, this is the first uh, episode he's directed, but he's going to go on to direct 14 more episodes through this series. Wow. So, which we're kind of finding that in season two. I feel like there's been quite a few directors that we've talked about that they did one or two in this season, and then they've gone on to do like 10 or more for the remainder of the uh, the show. Look
0: at this guy's, look at this guy's pedigree. It's amazing. The stuff, obviously oh, Castle, yeah. right? Obviously. Um, he also did uh Fringe. Did you ever watch Fringe? I think I saw or we have I have we just talked about it maybe? Maybe we've Listen, just talked about it. Listen, if you haven't it. watched it, did you watch it? I don't know. Here, let me look. You know, I have a bad memory. Oh. <laughs> Brittany, you would love fringe. fringe. It's I was it's come up a lot lately, like oh. generally in conversation. Joshua Jackson, Anna Torv. Okay. Yeah, I think I have seen.
2: Sci-fi. I haven't seen all. I've seen episodes. I haven't seen all of it.
0: Oh, Brittany, you should watch that. It's so good. I
2: probably would love it. I love it. It's right up my I alley. He was, oh. he also directed Without a Trace, which I loved. I love, love, love okay. that show. Um, CSI Miami, he did a couple episodes, The Practice. Um, I mean, he's been directing since like... The 70s. Oh yeah. Literally since the 70s. He did two things uh, a TV series called Ironside. He directed two episodes in 1968. Yes. Yes. So he's been around for a while so we're going to get a what very I... experienced director on this episode. What I wanted to know though
3: I'll just say this now. It felt like an
2: X-Files
0: episode.
2: Yeah. Well, he is a graduate of Harvard University after all. I wonder what he graduated
0: <laughs> like what degree he graduated with. Oh god, Harvard? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that makes me like him more or dislike him <laughs> more, you know? Yeah. He did a great I'm job. Very curious. We're going to
2: we're going to go on and we're going to talk more about this episode and I honestly obviously we're going to we're going to summarize it at the end but I like this episode. It's a good one. There you go. Um, What's next? Okay. Well, they end up back at the lab and Brennan's there. Hodgins is (laughs) there. And Cam is there back at the lab and Booth is (laughs) kind of just watching on. So they're talking about all sorts of characteristics of the body. One thing that they notice is uh, something that's very odd that they all kind of theorize about. The fact that his bones show significant demineralization. So either he's 130 years old or he's been to outer space. Which is crazy. Hodgins actually, by the time they come to this conclusion that this person has been to outer space, Hodgins has actually left the room because when we first start in this scene, they're Mm -hmm. just totally teasing him basically. Yeah. And so he and anyway he goes away to do his work, which is fine. No, no big deal. But yeah, it's crazy. Like we get to, we're like, oh, he fell from the sky. He must have fallen from a plane. And then we found out he's been in outer space. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? This is crazy. Yeah. So
0: the alien thing was weird because it was like keep leaning, kept leaning towards alien. And then Zach comes in and confirms that they definitely fell from like 1,200 feet. And he offers to run through the math with Booth. And Booth looks at him like, Yeah, don't just send me an email. (laughs) Their Uh, interactions are hilarious. A 100%. Yeah. So they just, they don't, they just said like, I don't know. Did they say they thought he was? in space or from space or something, but he was 130 years old. Like he was showing like signs of being 130 years old based on his bone deterioration. So that was what they were kind of saying. They were saying, okay, this is weird. Either he's
2: 130 years old or the alternate explanation is he's been to space. Exactly. So he's either old or he's an astronaut or alien. Those are the two options.
0: Okay. We get the credits now. Then we do. have our intro. Exactly. <laughs> The lab. we come back from our intro. Zach and Hodgins are working together, which is very interesting. I okay. wondered at this point if we're giving Angela and Hodgins', Hodgins storyline a break. Did you? And I was <laughs> hopeful that they were. <laughs> <laughs> Zach but says that we, we they were, were sorely
2: disappointed later, so don't worry. Sorry, go on.
0: <laughs> Spoiler, Brittany. Hold it back whenever you want to say that stuff, just don't say it. You want to, I know you want to, guys, pay attention to this little thing because <laughs> it's going to matter later. Anyway, I was hopeful they were giving it a break regardless. Zach says that there aren't any reports of someone flying from planes or balloons or anything from the sky. And then Hodgins is still on the alien theory. And this is where Zach talks himself into the theory that the person had been to space, that it rules out the alien theory based on certain parameters. And then he determines it must have been an astronaut at that point. Because originally I think they thought he was just an old person that had lived. I don't know. And now they've definitely yeah. narrowed it down to being an astronaut. And Which, I love this theory. I love this theory.
2: I love the theory. It's really cool. Obviously it's going to make it a lot easier to identify the person because there's not that many astronauts. That's my thing. Right. At least at this point. Um, right. Zach also knows a lot about space. Like, throughout this whole exactly. episode, he is, like, throwing out facts about space.
0: Um, Yes. He's also being a weirdo. And we will so talk about weird.
3: it. Oh, my God.
2: Like, insane. Okay. Yes.
1: So, Zach so- and Hodges
0: go to Cam. They start explaining who this yes. might, person might be so then she gives them their marching orders and says, you know, focus on people who've been to space for like up to 10 months, call booth, find out if anyone's missing an astronaut. And so they go off and do their thing. But yes, you're right. Zach is just showing a lot of like he says to Cam. she asks like, how do you know all this stuff about space and all these missions and all this stuff? And he's like, I know a lot of stuff. And she's like, yeah, sorry, I asked
2: <laughs> I should never add. My knowledge is vast. It's like okay, yeah, weirdo. My knowledge
0: is vast. We should say that. We should get a sticker. My knowledge is vast.
2: If a client, if I ever um trying to pitch for a new file, you should choose me as your accountant because my knowledge is vast.
0: My knowledge is vast. <laughs> oh
2: my god! My okay well, we end too? up. You should definitely put that on your resume in italics at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're back in Brennan's office and her and Booth are having a little bit of a conversation. Uh yes. he has identified as we were saying, it should be pretty easy to identify if this is a if this is an astronaut, it should be ident- easy to identify who it is. Yeah. So Booth thinks it's someone named Colonel Calvin Howard and Colonel Calvin Howard uh was working for the National Space Agency. He they're comparing what Angela had come up with for the partial skull reconstruction. And it was pretty close to like, just looking at the pictures. It it seemed pretty close. Yes.
1: I'm going
0: to have a field day with these sketches. I'm telling you the, (laughs) the last episode we did, there's another like sketch thing I'm going to do on social media. I can't wait. It makes me, it brings me so much joy, but again, this sketch, how does she do this? Can I ask like, Have you known anybody to be able to do this? I don't, I've never heard of this before. (laughs) And she's going from literally a shattered skull.
2: Like this is someone who reached terminal velocity. Yeah. Like, no, and this is a partial reconstruction. So apparently it's close enough for jazz, which I've never heard of this saying ever before in my
0: life. And again i'm bringing this up again what about dna why are we using this sketch as a confirmation of identity (laughs) i
2: don't understand this
1: i don't understand
2: they they go to the anyway we're gonna get there but they actually like go go to to next of kin and they're like hey your husband died (laughs) with a picture just looking at a picture
0: yeah well um what was i gonna say oh just i noticed that brennan was really impressed with his credentials that he's a real spaceman oh yeah real (laughs) spaceman he part of for the
2: bone to have as booth is saying rotted as much as it has for the for this bone loss to have occurred um this is someone who would have had to spend a a, an extended period of time in state in space so this isn't just any astronaut This is someone who would have spent. I think they had. They said he would have had to spend at least six months in space. So he had done missions to the International Space Space Station in addition to other missions. It like he had done a ton. I'm I'm impressed, and I'm not even a scientist. So anyway, and so this basically guy doesn't even
0: exist. But we're very impressed with this non-existent. But we're person. very impressed okay. by this fictional character. <laughs> yes.
2: So yeah so booth anyway booth and brennan basically conclude okay we gotta we're gonna go talk to the wife um brennan thinks she's pulling a fast one by suggesting that he should go to the the media she's like yeah i i know this trick he's and booth is like oh you you learned this from me and she's like yeah no actually i learned it from cam but whatever (laughs) giving him no credit anyway (laughs) <laughs> Should we go to the home? but
0: can I say, yes, this is not the beginning of these interactions between them, okay? Yes, they have this flow where he says that, like, oh, you learned something from me, like how to be wily and stuff. She's like, well, actually, no, cam taught me like cam taught me taught her how to be a badass. Yeah. and Then he says, actually, we're not going to use that method. We're going to just call the wife, look the wife up in the phone book and go to her house. That's what we're going to do this time. But I just, this interaction between Booth and Brennan, I want you to take note. This is one of my spoiler alerts, okay? Okay. Be aware that these interactions happen throughout them where they, normally, in all the other episodes,
3: these would be conflicts. Yes. But
2: they're not. No. You're totally
3: There's right. There's a
0: bunch of these interactions where they're very like accepting of the other person. Yes, very
2: matter of fact, anyway. moving on. yeah. Like they Go have on. like this No, I didn't say that moving on from this, but like <laughs> they're like they have these confrontations almost, but then they they don't turn into confrontations. It's just like no confrontations. Okay, fact, fact, moving on from the situation.
1: So Exactly.
2: Very interesting. interesting.
0: And moving yes. on moving on
2: we end up with uh sister wives but not sister wives yeah. just astronaut wives uh-huh.
1: there's just these
2: three astronaut wives just chilling yeah they happen to all yeah. be at this colonel howard's house and the three yeah. of them are just like it's like a little support group for wives of astronauts anyway Brennan makes several comments about this, which is why I'm even bringing it up because they seem to travel in packs. Blah blah blah. um The wife seems somewhat Colleen. The wife's name is Colleen, and she seems somewhat gotcha. surprised. No, the Jean Marie is the wife. I'm screwing up the wife's name. There are three women: Loni, Jean Marie, and Colleen.
0: Yeah, but we never hear from
2: no Loni. No, we don't. ever. one line. She has like two lines.
0: Yeah, anyway, but Jean-, Jean Marie
2: is like, oh, I didn't realize that I that my husband was even dead. I thought he was just off doing astronaut things. She often goes. She didn't on, think like, he was missing. Missions. Yeah, no. Yeah, she definitely didn't think. I don't think she did. It. She she didn't file a report. Um, oh, my default microphone just changed. Okay, you. Uh oh. Something is going on. Here. I'll keep going. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, he told his wife that Mr. Cal- Colonel Calvin Howard told his wife that he was going to go out in his plane, which he always flies himself. He gave her his itinerary, and. He, she hadn't seen him for a day or so and she didn't consider him missing because he was supposed to come home that day the day that booth and brennan showed up to tell him that he was dead so she's quite distraught and it turns out uh within the agent the agency this is another thing they call it the agency the whole time which i assume is nasa but they weren't allowed to use nasa in the oh, show yeah, so, I they think say, so i think we should uh they should have a drinking game at the beginning of this uh, episode every <laughs> time they say the agency you're going to be absolutely lugered by the end of the show i'm serious i'm going to a bachelorette maybe i should uh play this game <laughs> should play the game the agency game yeah the agency game anyway turns out that how Cal- the colonel howard calvin howard i called him calvin first i called him splattered guy and then i called him calvin for the rest of the. thing <laughs> Regardless, he's like a kind of retired astronaut, and they have him teaching newer astronauts how to go up into space. And we also... Uh, learned that his wife wasn't too impressed with the fact that her husband wanted to go back to space and they always want to be in space and she's like we we want them to come home safely and they just want to keep going back but there's this woman sitting on the couch Colleen is her name she's a pretty little blonde girl they're very like you were saying you said sister wives that's that that tells a lot about your background but (laughs) I was thinking they were very Stepford wife like yes they were dressed I know what they're doing here and the French guy just the fact that you told me they were this is a French director tells me so much because I noticed that the women were all very old-fashioned very 60s kind of inspired even Brennan's hair was like 1960s had a curl in it and Angela did something at the end was that was a very uh 60 it was a very Throwback to that I know exactly particular what time you're period.
1: About.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the blonde is piping up a lot. She's interjecting and in you know giving information and she's married to another guy that her Calvin uh Mrs. Howard's husband was training to take over his place within Yeah. the agency. Yeah. And that training is what did been going you think for a year? Yes, but what did you think of Booth and Brennan in these moments?
3: I think,
0: I'm trying to think of what the reactions are. I'll tell you what I noticed. They looked at each other a lot. Like they would check in by just nonverbal communication. They would just be looking at each other like they were very taking in the information and very suspicious. And then they'd trade off. Asking questions like... Yes, I noticed that. That was interesting.
2: I think that... I wonder if that was, again, like a directorial decision to I have mean, that.
0: It's got to be. Like, there's so many things about it. Like, wild. Well, the even the fact that the three of them are there, they're there
2: together. I don't know. It just felt very suspicious to me. It's very odd. I was... At this moment, I was like, did the three of them kill him? Like, what is going on? They seemed... Booth and Brennan seemed very suspicious
0: of these ladies. Yes. And then they left the house and they're in the car and Booth's trying to find out. He finds out eventually that plane that Calvin was apparently flying is in the air airplane hangar. So yeah. it's like, how did the plane get back to the hangar if he's falling out of it? And yeah. then Brennan makes this weird. She's weirded out by the women sticking together. Yeah. She thinks it's weird. They were all there. And Booth's like, Pasha, like just putting it off. And then I thought in this moment, this episode is really quiet. They don't play a lot of music overlaying any of this stuff, like any of these interactions, any of these things. There's no music.
2: This is not something I even noticed, but it totally. Oh, I noticed it was very quiet. Well, it's builds the suspense and maybe again probably a good decision especially in these moments there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of like questioning mm-hmm. the next scene we get to they end up they, they so they end up at the hangar because they want to take a look at this plane and this woman approaches them which i thought was the weirdest situation ever but she was saying she's like hello i'm nina sanborn i carry a rank equivalent to an air force general so then they start calling her general and she's like, no, no, I'm a civilian, like, equivalent to. This lady has a stick up her butt. Like, she is so pretentious, is very, like, doesn't want to cooperate with Booth, doesn't even really know why he's there. But, like, from the get-go, doesn't want to cooperate. But she's from the agency. And while they're chatting from the agency, do a shot. <laughs> So, like, while they're chatting, this tech comes up and says, I'm not finding anything unusual, like no blood, there's no sign of a struggle, um, but I can only look so far, you'll have my report, whatever. And so, this woman, this equivalent, civilian equivalent, to a general, whatever, is like, okay, screw off, get your warrant, and otherwise I'm not helping you at all. Mm -hmm. turns out that booth had the the whole time. And so she like turns to walk away and he's like, "Mm, yeah, I got that warrant. Sorry. So anyway, Brennan questions again, questions. I'm, I'm picking this up now. Brennan questions. Like, why didn't you just tell her right away that you have the warrant? Like I need this information. I have this warrant. Here you go. But he was trying to, I guess, judge her reaction maybe get an idea of
0: whether she was in on it or what was happening. Well, he's like, he also enjoys a good pissing match. Like Booth oh, likes yeah. to just suss out the situation by figuring out who he's dealing with. And then he pulls out the warrant and she can't really say much about it. So yeah. it's just kind of a funny thing. And then he, he answers Brennan's questions. Like, oh, I thought we'd be friends. Like, I thought we would be able to work this out, but I guess not. Here's your warrant. Like, it's just yeah. kind of funny, you know? Another interaction that... Isn't a conflict, they move forward and no. it's just fine. Yeah,
2: it's very interesting. And do you want to talk about this next scene or do you want me to yeah? Take so it?
0: the next scene, the next scene, I'm gonna talk about this. <laughs> We're in Booth's office. Hodgins is in Booth's office. Hodgins is in Best Booth's friends. office because the warrant allowed Booth to, I guess, procure a bunch of documents from the agency. Don't forget to drink. So <laughs> Hodgins is looking over these documents, but they're all redacted. They're like completely blacked out. All this information isn't available. So Booth asks, he's like, you know, I'm trying to. Hodgins asks if Booth wants him to try to figure out what all the redacted stuff is. And Booth goes, can you do that? You know, it'd be great if you can do that. And then Hodgins is like, no, can't do it. They're photocopies. <laughs> Sorry. And then he, He's so he sits unhelpful. back, Hodgins. He's just being an asshole. Oh. They're, they're having another pissing match. So Hodgins sits back, puts his feet up on Booth's desk. Oh, my God. Booth looks at him, like, gives him the eye. There's a lot of, like, those kinds of looks in this episode, right? It's a lot of, yeah. like, silent, like, looking at people. So he Hodgins takes his feet off the desk. And he's like, why am I here? This is crazy. So Booth's like, I need you to be the guy who thinks about conspiracies. So I need you to help me figure this out. Yeah. And I first of all thought, like, basically, Booth wants Hodgins's conspiracy brain to help him do this, like, try to put his, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's just using like, his well, conspiracy wants- theories is I think this is the moment for conspiracy theory because we
2: have an an astronaut who appears to have dropped from the sky.
0: Okay, First of all, Brittany, this would never happen in real life. There are so many people in the FBI who could do this. Like, there are people in the FBI who study this shit. Like, they're all about that conspiracy life. We wouldn't be talking to Hodgins. (laughs) Hodgins would not be brought in. Like, Hodgins is the last person that Booth would bring in in a million years. So we learn from Hodgins that they start talking about this Lansing telescope. And Hodgins thinks that it's an intelligence gathering thing that uh they make excuses for and say that it needs lots of repairs. So they send people up there to quote unquote repair it, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a thing that takes pictures of Earth and like monitors and observes things and does like gathers intelligence about people and countries and all that stuff. They're actually so there that's fine, but ultimately out of the blue.
1: <laughs>
0: Majin sits down and asks Booth how to propose to a woman. Which was totally ins- out of left field. It was completely out of left field. There's 10,000 things I have I went crazy when I saw this because Booth and Hodgins are actually bonding over this. And Booth is so forthcoming about what happened when he proposed to Rebecca, when she realized she was pregnant. And he told this story about asking her to marry her and all this stuff. And then we find out that Hodgins has already asked Angela to marry him. And I'm like, when? When did this
2: happen? Maybe when they were laying on the Egyptian bed a few episodes ago.
0: Unbelievable. And then as they're talking about Hodges proposing to Angela, he suggests that Booth talk to the guy that Cal is supposed to train to take over his position because maybe he's got something to say. Which actually ended up being helpful.
3: Honestly, my biggest takeaway
2: was... What the hell?
0: What the fuck, man?
2: Also, Angela turned him down. (laughs) That's so sad. Um, but my second biggest takeaway is this was a plug to mention the fact that Pluto is no longer a planet. Which, when this episode was written, yes, would have been around the time that Pluto was demoted because this episode aired May second, two thousand seven. And Pluto was demoted on August 24th, 2006.
0: Okay, so it was a new thing.
2: It was a new thing. Anyway, which was not relevant to this. Yeah. Poor Pluto. Oh, poor Pluto. Anyway, there was a little plug about how Pluto's no longer a planet. And I was like, I'm curious when that happened. Because I remember, like, it was in high school when it happened. I was like, I wonder. You were in high school? Go away. I hate you. (laughs) I mean, I was 16. So old. We have a student right now. Ancient. We have a co-op student who was born in 2004. Yeah, they can
0: go fuck themselves, okay?
2: I was like, oh, I made some joke. I don't have time to talk to anyone
0: born. I don't have time for that. Born in the 2000s. You don't exist. I asked him, I was like, oh,
2: Yeah, what were you doing Shut in two thousand eight? Because something I was looking up. Something I was, and I was just like trying to make small talk. And he was like, "Oh, well, I was four. I was like, "Oh my god, never mind." Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> well, Uh-oh.
2: unbelievable. Okay, here we go. Kind of makes you feel small, doesn't it? Looking at this <laughs> large picture of Earth. And Brent. Anyway, so they're at the. I think they're at the agency. They're at the and agency. The take a drink. Agency. Take a drink and yeah Brennan is they make her out to be so too sometimes but it's so obvious that she's not most of the time so anyway she's like because the picture is so big that's what
0: makes me feel small like, well, okay. This is an we're, audience. At, we're at the agency. Yes, we're at the agency booth. Is looking at this beautiful photograph of Earth from space. Yes, he says to Brennan, "Isn't it wonder? Isn't it amazing? Doesn't it make you feel small?" He's just really mesmerizing, like in awe. And she goes, "Why? Because the picture's so big." And she's like, <laughs> she tells him, "Like we're." He's like, "No, the universe is so big." And he goes, "She goes. This is not the universe. This is just an enlarged photograph of Earth." And <laughs> I have to say. I'm going to, I'm interrupting you because this is my favorite piece of dialogue. No, no. When Booth says to her, You see one thing, I see another thing. Personally, I like what I see. And I just thought that was so, that was a really interesting line. I don't care about the story and the fucking astronaut. This is a, all about Booth and Brennan. Yes. And how they're interacting. And again, this is where I wrote down that Brennan's hair was curled. Like it was
2: 1969. <laughs> Honestly. I wonder if a lot of this, like that kind of comment seems to come. Out of the place of like being in a good place from therapy. I think. So he's been doing this therapy behind the scenes and obviously has been doing a lot of introspection. And because of it, I think it's coming out in him reacting a lot better to Brennan where her comments may have otherwise been annoying or frustrating because they are obtuse but this employee comes in interrupts their beautiful conversation and it turns out that they're gonna rather than this commander that the victim was training rather than him coming out and talking to them He's in the middle of training, so he's supposed to be on the Vomit Comet, which is a zero-G zero g environment. So they get the opportunity to go into the Vomit Comet with this guy and interrogate him there. Ask him some questions there. This would never happen. No! Definitely not, but so cool. Do you think so they were actually... Like, so they're in this plane, which basically... Okay. At-
0: Yeah, I have the same question. I don't know. I can't tell if it was all fake because I can't I don't see any strings or anything. Yeah, but like part of it looked real and then the other part was like really bad. So I don't know if like maybe some of it was real. And then but then I'm like, they're not going to have a camera in there with that kind of quality. Yeah.
3: I think it might have been fake.
2: I would love to look into that. I never looked into it, but it's like. It's a good question. Because at one point
0: it looked real. And then I was like, what's happening right now? Are they just on those little strings where they like.
2: Yeah. Where they're like flipping around. around? So they're in this energy environment. It's so cool. They have their headsets on and they're talking to each other. Um, And Brennan is making her attempts at interrogating this guy. Basically, they're trying to get an idea of what his relationship is with, uh, with the victim. And he seems very reluctant to say certain things because he has this, this, uh, I'm wanting to call it a camera. I need to put myself to bed. Um, he has this microphone on, so he has this camera on, so he has this microphone on. So he seems reluctant to say stuff. At some points, he actually covers the microphone to say, to say a few things, um, but this is a pretty cool scene because they actually do appear to go weightless. They do some flips. They seem to really enjoy themselves. Neither of them vomits. This guy gives us a little bit of information. He, he says that basically this guy, Calvin, was one of his best friends um, and wants to help in whatever way possible to find the person who tossed him from an airplane. Um, he seems very genuine, and he give he does give them a little bit of information and suggests that they talk to something called the STC. That's basically everything that happens. the The one thing I said about her interrogating, like she she tries to sort of do what Booth does, and like I guess talk to this person on the same level. So she's, rather than saying like, did you, did you know each other? He's, she's like, so did you and Calvin ever get drunk together?
0: Anyway. Yeah,
1: but she's
3: trying to ask with her
0: friends. She's doing well. I think he gets her to interview. I think in this particular episode, she has the opportunity to interview these people of science. Because I think it's, he's like, he's sitting back and he's letting her question people because he knows that they'll appreciate she's a scientist and she's very she comes from a very educated background and so they won't feel they don't they won't play games with Booth you know what I mean like and try to use their sciencey science-ness yeah sort of outsmart him or anything because like he figures they they would respect Brennan because of her credentials as well Which
2: we'll talk about this. We're going to circle back to that in one of the last scenes as well.
0: Okay. Sounds good.
2: But did I cover everything? I think that was basically everything that happened in that scene. They are having the time of their lives. Like this looks, I want to be there.
0: looks so fun. Oh my God. Amazing. I mean, it's like, I would love to go to space. Are you kidding me? Anyway. Oh my gosh, same. So we find out the STC that, Uh, Adams was talking about we took to the lab and we learned from Hodgins the king of conspiracy theories tells us that it's uh, what's it called the space travel coalition yes so it's a private a private space tourism group that's basically run and run by and has members that are all like super super rich elite type of people yeah and we also find out that Hodgins here's another situation where Hodgins admits that he has a ticket he's bought into this club and he wants a ticket to ride like he wants to go to space with the gazillionaires of course back then people talked about this all the time but now it's like kind of almost a reality (laughs) yeah
2: which is wild like when I was watching this episode I was thinking that I'm like this is something that at the time this episode came out, it was like a pipe dream. And now this is something yes. people are actually doing.
1: Yes.
0: And we also like when he says that he has a ticket to ride Booth and Brennan stop get in their tracks and they do this other like they look at each other and I wasn't sure where this was going. I was like, does that mean they're going to get Hodgins to go into the field and infiltrate the STC? Like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But they didn't. It was just them looking at each other like, oh, my God, that's crazy. (laughs) That would have been.
2: That's a missed opportunity in this in this episode,
0: though. It would have been cool. We could have had some funnier interactions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like a space travel coalition meeting, you know, with Hodges. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Especially with that one guy. Oh, my God. These days these days uh if they actually film this today they'd have guest stars who were actually gazillionaires like they'd have elon musk yeah. and bill gates and like as cameos you know
2: yeah they probably would rather than some guy <laughs> who probably made barely any money doing this episode being like i'm richer than god <laughs> exactly um okay, okay. what's next back angela the lab. has a pretty cool yeah we're back in the lab we're in Cam's autopsy yes. room and she has a really really cool job for Angela. So, yes. she's presenting the victim's clothes to her and she wants Angela to come up with a 3D reconstruction of what caused the damage to the clothing. Which yeah. Angela is like, uh, duh, obviously it's because he fell. But Cam has a the theory that there are tears that are in incons- like it, there there's damage to the clothing that's inconsistent with just a fall so she thinks that something happened to this victim before the fall and the fall was meant to cover up whatever happened before so zach is also part of this analysis yes tell me
3: more you're shaking your head at me
0: Well, just Zach walks in. She sends Angela off to do this job. Zach walks in and he's really keen to get the body. He says he wants the body because he wants to remove the skin and get down to the bones. He wants to boil it. Yeah. And Cam is really reluctant to let go and explains to Zach that, you know, you have to understand you're dealing with an actual person here. And Zach is almost like too cold and calculating in the scene. He's very stoic. It's so weird. (laughs) Pam finally gives the remains up to Zach and she walks away and calls him Igor under her breath. Yes. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. my God. And it's it's under her breath, but it's pretty loud. So he's like, sorry. And I the, way, pardon, Dr. the way the way that Zach responds. Yeah. Sorry. The way that Zach responds is again very cold and detached, like the way yeah. he's communicating, he's like, excuse me, Dr. Soroyan. Like he's very, no, like very flat. Yeah. But you know what? I just realized like everybody's really flat in this episode. I felt, I know that's directorial. I know that because everybody's very, um, not flat, but you know what I mean? Like there's no conflict there's no, yeah. Um, which is welcome. <laughs> I just find it really interesting, like the choice to do that to tell people to act that way.
2: I'm excited to space. He directed some episodes in season three. I'm excited, yeah. I want to see, see. see the same stuff because this yeah. is his first yeah. episode that he's directed of the, of the series, yeah. Um, I think it's really cool all the analysis that they're doing. They have this, they have this situation. And they're they're they are attacking it from all angles. They're looking at it from the victim's perspective, like the actual people surrounding him. But then they're also really delving into the science. Like the fact that Angela would even come up with a reconstruction like that, I thought was pretty cool. So anyway, we're in Brennan's office. Booth and her are chatting. And Basically Booth had looked a little bit into the STC and base and concluded that there are a bunch of like tinfoil hat people. So they think that they do all these patrols to look for UFOs and all that kind of stuff. They file flight plans. And so they realized that two nights ago they had planes on this patrol and it was very close to where Colonel Howard's body was found. So at this point it's sort of, implying that perhaps the SDC had something to do with this, the death of this Colonel. And then we get to meet super rich Adam,
0: Adam Barr. Do you want to tell me
1: about
0: Adam Barr, Kelly? (laughs) Before we do that, I just want to mention that Booth called Brennan a genius in the last scene. Okay. Cause she said, you know, what are the flight plans and that's how they figured out, um, that they had all these planes in the air a couple nights ago. Regardless, yeah. we go back to the FBI conference room. As you said, we meet Adam Barr, an STC member, a space travel coalition member who says he's been abducted several times by aliens. Oh Brennan starts questioning him, like questioning him. This is a, an instance where Booth sits back and he lets Brennan question uh, this guy. And she's very good in this moment because I like she's asking him questions like trying to kind of diagnose him with schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. He's been abducted so many times or in his opinion. She's very good at it. And I like that Booth letting her take the lead. And also he's he's basically a scientist as well. So I think that he wants her to sort of, you know, be on his level so, Bar Adam Barr recognizes Calvin Howard from the photo that he was presented. and He tells Booth and Brennan that he, Calvin was the one who actually approached the Space Travel Coalition because he wanted to pilot the suborbital orbital flights that they were doing. And I assume that a suborbital orbital flights means that they just fly below the atmosphere. Is that what I think talking? so? Yeah, I that think seems so. really dangerous for Cessnas.
2: You would think so.
0: That's quite high. It is still high, but I guess maybe you don't have the same bone loss. Yeah. So Barr is uh, pretty adamant. He's pretty adamant regarding his belief in aliens and his abductions and everything. I kind of respect how like unwavering he is. And yeah, he seems
2: I... like a grade A douchebag. This guy seems like... I. He seems like he such looks a, like dick. a
0: cult member. It looks like he's a member of a cult. Oh, yeah. 100%. A cult mm. of alien abductees. Anyway, it turns out that Halvin dropped out of the running to be a pilot for these flights like six weeks before he died. And yeah. Barr, Adam Barr, believes that the agency, take a drink, uh, <laughs> persuaded uh Colin? Colin? Calvin yes, Calvin <laughs> Calvin persuaded the Calvin, colonel not Calvin the colonel he, he they bar believes that this the agency persuaded Calvin the colonel not to join the STC because they think that it'd be really bad if an astronaut joined something like that like a really well-known astronaut would be like joining a coalition that believed in aliens because it would look really bad on the agency and Barr believes that the agent agency would rather that Calvin was dead yeah. than admit to believing in aliens. But
2: he thinks that the agency got to him through his wife. Right. Sorry, just coughing over here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so, know where you went. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. um. so basically <laughs> I just muted myself for a little bit as I hack my lung. So yes, the next obvious place for them to the, the next obvious person for them to talk to is the wife because the wife never mentioned anything about STC. Not to be with confused with STZ, the uh Slovenian club. So or STDs, yeah. Or STDs or STIs. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: so she, they basically they go and confront Booth and Brennan go and confront her and say, Why did you never mention the STC desk? And she is, she seems very forthcoming. Like at this point, at, at no point am I suspecting that this woman murdered her husband. She yeah. really wanted to support his career. And she didn't want, she basically realizes that her husband was so obsessed with getting back into space that he would do anything. And that includes flying for the STC.
3: Yeah. So.
0: And anyway. she didn't
2: admit it before because she was a little embarrassed about it. Yes. she's embarrassed about it. But she does say that, she, and she backs up that Adam guy story, that he really wanted to file a report, insisted on filing a report because he did see something when he was up in space. and On no, his last mission, yeah. On his last mission. And no, the agency did not like it. Take a drink. But... That's ancient history, and he's stuck by his story. And th- she doesn't seem to think that they would kill him over it. Right. I find yeah. this
0: interesting. It's an interesting interaction. The- well, I thought it was-, it was a really interesting scene. Yeah, because the agency, Take a Drink, um asked him to withdraw this report, and he wouldn't do it. So I don't know, man. I kind of like this Calvin guy. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet this character. It seems interesting. So in the car, Booth and Brennan, he does seem cool. In the car, Booth and Brennan are theorizing. There's a lot of theorizing happening here in this episode. And mostly Brennan, um, she's mostly doing the theorizing regardless. And she thinks maybe Calvin did see something in space on his last mission. And Booth's like, oh, really? Really? Uh. he's like, no, like maybe he saw some spy technology or like some kind of weird thing that he wasn't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Booth oh. makes the most delusional statement I've ever heard in my life. He says to her, the U.S. government doesn't kill people. And then I paused. I paused and I was like, that's delusional. And then I put it back on and Brennan says, uh, yeah, you were a sniper. You it's killed your literal for the government. job. Yes. You killed <laughs> for the government. And he was yeah. about to say something. Remember, this is another interaction. He normally, this would be a fight and a conflict between them. But instead, yeah. he just, he can't argue. And she's like, just saying like, that's the truth. And he just kind of goes like, he didn't get into a fight with her. No, honestly,
2: I did not notice pick that. Up on, no, I did not pick up on these interactions. I watched this episode three times and I am out to lunch. But now that you're I, saying it, I notice these things yeah, now that, you, but yeah, now that you're saying it, I'm, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, this and, would have been a huge fight.
0: Otherwise, usually, and no music, no music. Yeah, quiet.
2: This is
3: quiet. crazy. Quiet. Oh my god. Okay. It's weird.
2: It's different, eh? Well, okay. Zach the creep is uh back of the lab. Back of the lab. He is <laughs> taking the bones out of his boiling that big kettle the kettle oh my god anyway and auctions walks in he's like "Mm, something smells good turns out it's a pop-tart everything's fine but i was like oh my god what are you like
0: human flesh what are you
2: what is going on i know
0: that's the joke though he's like oh that smells good he goes help yourself zach goes help yourself and then a (laughs) pop-tart comes out of a toaster who has a toaster in their office while they're boiling bones. Oh, like literally human flesh. It's so gross.
2: Anyway, so the the biggest takeaway from this other than their gross joke is that um there's uh, there appears to be something now that they've boiled away all the flesh, there appears to be some sort of weird callus formation on the femur. Something that is very unusual and needs like they need to have Brennan look at it right away and Hodgins is like okay now I'm actually freaked out this is crazy yes tell me everything Kelly okay
0: because when Hodgins comes in he starts eating his pop tart he starts describing different aliens he's like are you sure those are human bones he's like teasing him teasing him (laughs) and Zach's like yes they're very human and then Hodgins goes are you sure and he goes yes they're as human as you are and Hodgins goes oh well you know you're you'd probably not want to say that statement too quickly or it's like he's saying something like haha maybe I'm not human and then Zach looks at him and then Hodgins says don't boil me I did not write that down and Is I was my like,
2: note-taking just horrendous for this episode you
0: have the script what about your note-taking Let I have at it
2: I have this part of the script. Let me. He
3: rip.
0: says, "Don't I boil."
2: Have notes me. all around it,
3: and I was like, "Or oh, <laughs> oh
2: my god! Now I need to Google. Also, don't be coming around to boil me. Oh, don't be coming around to boil me in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. Wild, wild. Oh my god! Also, anyway. Okay. All right. We're getting there. There's only 31 scenes, and we're already on scene 19. So this guy was taking a shit ton. <laughs> this guy's taking a lot of vitamins, like a ton of vitamins. Um, so he's taking tons of supplements that seem to match the supplements he was actually taking before his last space mission. So he has yeah. that. But then also This callus formation on his femur turns out it's not bone. It's some sort of implant that they pull out. And at this point, Kelly, were you not like
0: aliens among us? What is happening right now? I couldn't remember what happened, but I didn't think I thought it was like. Honestly, I didn't know what I thought at the moment because they pulled out this little. Like element piece filament yeah it's like oh that's not alien that's some weird i was like a spy thing or you know what i mean like i oh, didn't my know God. what it no, was, I was like,
2: aliens
0: because <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, green too like the the filament as you described was yeah sort of stuck inside this piece of sort of green sponge yeah that was Which... covered by bone that had grown over it
2: yeah And it was some sort of they. It was some sort of
0: coral implant as well. Like in order for the bone to grow over it, well, they found out that that later they had to. Yeah, yeah, they had to identify it. So they basically decide, oh, he was planning to go back to space. Like he was trying to go back to space again, and they find out the implant's made of coral. So this weird. Now we go down this rabbit hole of what the hell is this coral doing in this guy's bone, right? Yeah. And, yeah, it was just wild. So they then Hodgins goes off about, the f- like, what if he was being experimented on? You know, he's having oh, a yeah. field day with this conspiracy that they were doing experiments on these old astronauts, and he was killed, so no one would find out. And then Cam's like, okay, like... First of all, if that's the case, why would you kill somebody? You're doing all these experiments on investing, all this time in—that's ridiculous. A, B. Sometimes things go wrong and shit happens, and like you know what I mean. It has nothing to do yeah. with this piece of coral and this guy's bone. Anyway, I just I don't care about. I mean, I care. It's cool science, but I mean, like Hodgins is one. What's happening with the engagement situation? Like, I'm very curious. <laughs> he has other important things to do.
2: Right now, we've it heard just nothing seems, more. It seems so weird, right? It's like, it's okay. Out of life
0: left field. He has a conversation with Booth and then just goes
2: about his fucking day. Yeah. Doesn't seem nervous at all. Um, no. Also, they have not been dating that long. Honey. Like, they. You're they started dating started. at the beginning of season two. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna get Kelly Oh my god! On this. But ah! basically, okay. So now it's time to confront the agency. Take a shot. Because, take a shot. <laughs> take a shot. Because they're basically saying, to they they approach the agency and they say, okay, hello. Hmm. Um, we found this in your colonel's leg, and it's supposed to counteract the counter act the effect of his bone degradation and they're like absolutely not we would never perform an experimental surgery if you did this it was on his own accord trust me and so booth ends up going off with nina because there's some documentation to support all all this stuff basically she at one point tells them that he was in a cast at one point last winter because he broke his like parasailing in the Caribbean. Basically Brennan said there has to have, he had to have been in the cast. Like this is not just like a fun, quick implantation. Like this would have been extremely painful to him. So he would, it would have been obvious that he had had some, something done. I thought that, so when Nina goes off this fake colonel fake general This starting. is where i
0: thought booth was gonna go have sex with her on her desk honestly they have the weirdest interaction these two they have i, thought this, I like, could just picture them going oh, yeah oh yeah. The just get oh her. yeah
2: oh yeah let's look at the documents like where's your warrant give me your warrant <laughs> give me your warrant <laughs> <laughs> like it it's very oh yeah. do you have
0: a warrant for that agent exactly. Booth?
2: exactly Oh yes, in my pants. <laughs> anyway, Here's so they my walk, And I guess they bone, but that's fine. Or they or you know, they do professional things, but you know, imagination or professional so, things.
1: <laughs> Brennan
2: is left yeah. with this with this other guy, um an astronaut that had actually worked with and been up on the International Space Station with the Colonel and he's ha- they're having this conversation and and he's basically saying the colonel would have done absolutely anything to get back up to space and brennan is like you know what i can imagine you had this like incredible experience whatever is this this uh this astronaut he shows he brings her over and shows a picture of them on the international doing maintenance on the international space station She's like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's really, that's really incredible. I can only imagine how beautiful it was because he's saying like, this is the best moment of my life. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. She kind of puts her, he kind of puts her in, in his play in her place and is like, with all due respect, you could never imagine what it's like. And Calvin, Calvin, despite all that he had here, he had, there are people who have kids and there are people who have these beautiful marriages But nothing could ever meet this 20 minutes in space overlooking Earth. So we kind of have this, we get this understanding as much as we can that the colonel would have done absolutely anything, including getting this crazy experimental surgery to make sure that he could stop his bone loss, maybe regrow some bone so he could go be eligible to go
0: back in space. Right. So back at the lab, we have Hodges and Zach looking into the coral and it turns out it was kind of man-made. The coral was sort of injected with resin and it had some other elements in it. So it would adapt to the human body, I assume. They've traced the coral back because of these elements. They've traced it back to a dude that's from like Switzerland or something. And he ends up that this doctor, he has all these clinics and one of them is in Bethesda, Maryland and another one in Haiti. And coincidentally or not, he also used to work at the agency, take a drink and lost his funding because he was like a crazy experimenting guy, I guess. And now all of his research and procedures and things and clinics are funded by the STC. Oh, no coincidences here. Yeah, so back at the FBI, because of this new information, Booth and Brennan are questioning uh, Calvin's wife. Yeah. And she tells them that Calvin was at a convention in Haiti. They're in Booth's office. They're not in the
1: conference room.
0: Yeah, she's not being interrogated. So it turns out he wasn't on vacation in the Caribbean. He was in Haiti at a conference, and he broke his leg there. Yeah. So Booth and Brennan figure they tell her the wife that basically Calvin got surgery in Haiti. Isn't that wild?
3: Yeah.
0: And she's they not told surprised her all about this experiment. Not she's at all. Not she's not like, surprised at all. That's typical. He wanted to like go back to space so bad. Did you talk about the filament that's inside the coral piece and how it's like an electric like a, I didn't get a, into a, details a, about it. It's cool. This is a sciencey yeah, thing. Yeah, it is I just really cool. It. It's this cool electric thing that emits a pulse. Yeah, that sort of like I think it has something to do with your circulation. So that this coral helps to regenerate bone growth. So it's it's quite fascinating. So it's like generating all this yeah. uh, circulation and getting like the blood flowing so that your bone will grow faster. But like it, like you said earlier, it's a very painful process. I wonder if this is a real procedure. I'm curious too. Should we, yeah, let's look it up. Go on. Fuck it. We'll look it up.
2: Do, Do you want me look to it up, and while I while we look keep... it up?
0: Okay. You carry on. I'll yes. look it up. Boom. Done. Okay. Doesn't matter. One of us does it. So here we go. Back at the lab. <laughs> <clears throat> we have uh, Angela and Zach are at the angulator and she's done this mock-up with the clothing and the bones and how the bones shattered on the ground, how the clothing spread everywhere. And then they had to find all these uh, original slash marks in the clothing and trying to figure out what state you know his body was in and what state the clothing was in and how he received those slash marks. And with what? They're trying to determine the weapon that was used. Hodgins barges into this room where the angulator is. It tells Angela that they have reservations for dinner at this very fancy restaurant later that night. Then... He insists that she dress up. I hate this so much. Like when Greg tells Kelly? me where he I want to.
2: What? Kelly is making this face like, why do I have to talk about this? This is I'm horrible. I'm just like,
0: no, I just get mad. Like, don't tell me what to wear, motherfucker. Like, anyway. Yeah. And I have things to say about that later. I'm just going to say it right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, this is a thing. Did you find? Yes. Coral- tell me
2: there's so many articles about it since this episode actually came out like 2013 to 2018 and onward um talking about how coral can actually help regenerate and replace human bone but it's mostly in non-load bearing points of the body so the femur would not be a good spot but it, Uh, it is yeah but this is actually like just from a very high level looking at it, it does look like this is an actual thing. Like it it, it, it can be used to heal the bone. That's really pretty cool. pretty cool, man. That's really, really but cool. But also wild. Insane. Wild. Okay. Wild, wild. So Angela seems pretty excited about this date, even though she's been told she can't wear Muck lux um she seems pretty happy about this the idea that Hodgins is taking her out on this date which how long ago did he propose to her like has he waited it's a secret we don't know it's very confusing but that's no one fine knows
0: when he proposed to her it's a secret it's a secret
2: so well, anyway we're meeting with this Dr. Pascal who is a scientist through and through and actually relates pretty well with Brennan. Brennan and him have some pretty good conversation, but he was, Mm. he felt like he was moving in the right direction with being able to heal this bone. And in fact, we find out that they were actually going to petition to the agency, take a drink that to allow uh, (laughs) Calvin to go back up to space. Yeah. So the mission's about a month away and they had a plan in about a month. They were gonna start. They were gonna petition to uh, to show the agency. Look, his bone growth is is really good. It's on track. He's ready to go back up. So this guy is not our guy. He is hopeful though that he can see. Um, he he doesn't have any results right now because he was he was one he was experimenting on Calvin basically. Yeah, so he is hopeful that he'll be able to see the Calvin's bones. Although Brennan is, yeah, I know, like, yeah, she, your experiment she never answered him though.
0: She never answered him. Yeah, I guess he said, like, "Can I no see the bone?" Know. Like he wanted, he wanted to see it. Yeah, 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 that's true. She never that's said so funny. yes. I'll just say that this is the point where I realized I remembered who did it. <laughs>
2: Honestly, okay. Once this episode is done, we have to talk about that.
0: I want to circle back. So next we have Booth and Brennan, no conflict, just hanging out, walking through the lab. They're debriefing after their little interview with the doctor and he wants her to give him something to spring on the suspects, like some kind of evidence. So she tells him that Calvin was definitely dead before he hit the ground and he was before he was thrown from the plane and that someone used a sword to kill him. Then they go to the bone room, and Zach, Brandon, and Booth are talking about the weapon used to kill Calvin. Oh, here's okay. Go on. Angela shows up in the doorway in shadow. So all you see is her silhouette, and she's all slinky and sexy, and she's conveying info to them. But that's not why she's there. She's there to walk into the room. Wearing a red satin dress and heels. Question. Did she go out at lunch and buy that dress?
2: Yeah. Did she just have this dress laying around? This is not a dress that you just casually keep in your closet. This I don't think.
0: Not a dress that you keep at the office at all. No. <laughs> no. I mean, her oh. office is big enough. She could have a closet with stuff in it. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. On the off chance, she's going to go to a fancy dinner.
2: She's in a monogamous relationship with one, like, with Hodgins, with someone who works at the lab. And she lives with him. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. There's no dress. She went out and bought it. Or she went home. No. I don't know.
0: No. Booth is so creepy, though. Oh, my God. I didn't think he was creepy. I thought he was, like... I didn't think he was creepy at all. He said she looked really great. And Brennan said she looked really great. And he says, oh, I bet you smell really good too. And I thought that was funny. And I was like, oh, you look like you really smell good.
2: Yeah, I can. You know what I can tell by looking at you? You
0: smell great. I was like, ew. I know. (laughs) That's so funny. And then with Zach pipes in he goes, you can't see smell. Okay, Zach, go back to your corner
2: and be a creepy. (laughs) Zach's a here. He's so creepy, and he's actually trying to work, though. I can respect that. He's like, I okay, just, the victim was struck four times.
0: I just yep. like how Brennan was smiling so much. Like, when Angela walked in, she was, like, so smiley and, like, happy. Yeah. And I thought that was nice. That's a good girlfriend. Yeah, the
2: there's no other direction of friendship there, though. What do you mean? And- Angela's not as good of a friend to Brandon. Oh, she's
0: a terrible friend. I
2: agree. Yeah. <laughs> no. But they somehow do come up with a solution. So Angela's able to go off to dinner because they realize, okay, this is not a broadsword. However, yeah. they're likely, sh- they should be able to find a dented propeller because it looks like the victim was pushed into a running propeller. So that's how... Yes how he actually died
0: like indiana jones yes exactly
2: like indiana jones (laughs) okay this is crazy yeah this
0: is wild this is actually so wild i don't know how i feel about this
2: this episode kind of like
0: there's a lot of twists and
2: turns but we kind of end up back where we started we're back at the hangar yeah Back at the airplane hangar. Back at the airplane hangar. We're looking for different things this time though. So they're looking for blood spat- splatter, not specifically on Colonel the colonel's plane because they don't think the colonel's plane is where he died. They think that's how right. he was transported. So they're looking around, looking around, looking around. The fake general's there. um, And she's all up in arms but at the same, and like, I hope you have your warrant. my, 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 my. Also, there's a closet over here, Booth. We could do it again. And I'm just joking. She didn't say that. Anyway, so um, they do find that there's blood splatter. So yeah, basically, they're saying, OK, we need to find one of these propellers is going to be dented. Oh, shoot. James. Your your plane is covered. But we think that you might have a dent in your propeller. He's like, "Mm, I'd rather you not take a look.
0: Yeah, but But, then Nina and Bob Reed, the boss, yes, kind of join forces and go uncover your propellers. Like there, it's not even your plane, it's the agency's plane. Take a drink. (laughs) So Nina storms over to What's his name? I know his last name is Adams. What's his first name? James James Adams. Okay. So this is the guy who was going to take over for Calvin. So Nina goes over and I've never seen propeller sleeves like this, but apparently they put sleeves on their propellers. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was
2: like, what? Okay. That's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> that's wild. And then she pulls off just one of the sleeves and the propellers like bent and ripped
2: to shit. Oh, yeah. Completely crazy he obviously has not flown since
0: this accident happened well this is the thing uh, bob reed says oh you couldn't fly very far with your plane like that so his plan was to dump the body in the ocean but he couldn't make it because his propellers were fucked up so yeah they had to dump him earlier is not that interesting It's very interesting, but also makes me question.
2: This is someone who was supposed to be going to space, but he didn't have the forethought to be like, we should use another plane. Uh, Like, I'm surprised that it even took off. Because they would have been in the hangar. didn't have the
0: keys. Keys aren't there. I guess so. Can't start the plane.
2: But like even Colonel, uh, the Calvin, Colonel Calvin, even him, I would think that he would have keys. Anyway, regardless This is honestly, okay, it's actually a very sad situation because James basically admits to things. He gets arrested. He admits. He gets arrested, but he's protecting someone, they realize. Booth is like, who are you protecting? Like, the way this interaction is going, you're not being forthcoming with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And we find out because Brennan,
3: yes. Sorry,
0: I don't mean to cut you off. I just, no, this no. is another interaction where Booth and yeah. Brennan look at each other. <laughs> Booth and Brennan look at each other knowingly and like yeah. go, oh, they kind of look at each other like, okay. And this is where, like, you were about to say, Brennan thinks there had to be two people to yes. do the job yeah Go on. So
2: there had to be two like there had to be there's no way with everything that had to happen with cleaning up the blood like putting the body on the plane flying the plane and everything there's more yes. than one person involved here so that's why like he's not being forthcoming with them he's not giving them all the details he's not tell-
0: saying anything so yeah, looks, who is the other person look at his face he looked adam's has this look oh. on his face then Booth and Brennan look at each other and they know who it is immediately. Yeah. Which is wild. Which So the next scene, where are we? We're in front of his house picking up their his wife. And the sister wives are also there.
2: Like,
3: the no, three of them are there.
0: The ha- they're at somebody's house and they pick they're up. They're at the someone's work. house, yeah. but
2: it's weird. Like all three of those wives are there. It's a very weird situation. So James got the news from his friend Calvin, which to him, he said, wasn't bad news. He was actually very happy for him that he was going to be able to go back up to space. But his wife found, out, found this out and got very upset with him and pushed him into the propeller. And the rest is history. Obviously, They disposed of the body and he ended up in a crater. The spaceman in the crater. Okay. It's just is very sad. What I thought was interesting though is Brennan is the one who's having the conversation with James. She's the one that's yeah, getting so James, the
1: information.
0: Yeah. She's in the back of this car with this handcuffed guy. And yeah. he's basically going over their diabolical plan or whatever it's called. And I just think it's so fucked up. Like this guy is like, so educated, he's a scientist. All these things, yeah. I find it very like strange instincts. Like that would be a strange instinct to have. Like, oh, let's let's just uh do let's throw him in the plane, dump and- the body. <laughs> dump. You would think he would be logical enough to be like,
2: this was an accident, which it was. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance.
0: Call nine one one. Call
2: nine one one. Exactly. Like and. It was, it, if you make those decisions, I would think that they would be somewhat lenient on you. I just called it manslaughter, called manslaughter. Yes, it's called manslaughter, but may, even with the charge of manslaughter, he would never be able to go back to space.
0: Uh, okay, but I don't know. Would he get charged with manslaughter? She's the one who pushed him into the fucking plane. This actor that played James... I found it very,
2: very interesting if you actually go back and watch that scene where they're in the Vomit Comet together. He is like sociopathic almost because he actually is, he skirts around using different words. No, he didn't push him out of the plane. Like he is telling the truth
3: by omitting details
0: so i thought that was very interesting that's a good thing to do it'd be cool to go back and watch that scene that's cool but you're right it is sociopathic to sit there across from brennan yeah. booth and brennan and say that stuff like to go he was my you know there was so close he was my and best friend stuff, and i was just like, like okay and then I don't know, man. I just find it very strange instincts to do that. And that means that he is a fucked up person and probably shouldn't be going to space anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he's,
2: what was it? Sorry. I'm scrolling back. He says the words he uses are Cal Howard was my friend, my colleague, and my teacher. If someone tossed him from an airplane, I'll do whatever I can to help. Like, he really skirts around i don't know i th- i just thought it was interesting
0: yeah it's interesting language i agree okay now i want you to start <laughs> talking about this next scene
2: oh my god poor hodgins okay so we're at a french restaurant they've decided to go to a french restaurant very interesting because there's a french director and hodgins is very nervous he's asking angela how she's feeling He's being kind of weird to the point where she's like, are you going to break up with me? Is that's is that what's happening right now? Um, Anyway, he proposes to her. I thought the proposal was actually very cute.
0: How big is the ring? How big is that ring? How big is that ring?
2: The ring is pretty big. <laughs> it is I- be. a huge diamond ring. Um...
0: But she turns them down. Let me see yours. Put it in the camera.
2: My ring is so tight right now.
0: Working out in the sun all day. Close, 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 close. Mm. Close. Oh, it's cute. Thank you. I, it's not too big at I, all. I like
2: that. No, I like, the, I like the size. And there's, oh, my fingers are so chubby. But you can't see because <laughs> of my finger chubbiness. But there's like a cool detail. So high. On the doesn't it get caught on everything? It actually doesn't. It took me like maybe a day to get used okay. to it. At first, I was like, when I took my first like shower, and when I put my towel on, it like got caught on the towel. But then after that, it's fine. Just had to get used to it. Wow. But yeah, Angela turns him down and it's just like, I don't know. There's some like je ne sais quoi. Like, I don't know. Can't put my hand on it. I. It's not that I don't love you. I love you very much, more than I could ever tell you how much I love you but it just I'm not getting that feeling that I need to have before I propose before I accept a proposal. So that's a big no from me. Let's go have sex and that's it.
0: Yeah, she's like apparently he asks her to marry her a lot him a lot and she just keeps turning him down. It's very interesting. Oh, she tries
2: to be kind of poetic about it, but it was just I don't know. I just wasn't having it. Like the way that she... I don't understand this relationship. (laughs) It's very odd. He's just completely enamored by her. And she's like, "Eh,
0: I'm still not sure about you. I don't... Anyway, whatever. I'm going to talk about this next part because I love it so much. There's so much about the scene that I love so much. Take it away. So we go back to the lab and Booth is... Going in, he shows up to Brennan's office, and the way he does this, I just love it so much. He casually walks into her office and goes, "Hey, you eaten yet? Have you eaten yet?" And she says, "No, I said I'd wait." <laughs> so this means to me that they made plans to eat together, and she waited. For him to be finished whatever he was doing to have dinner together, which is so sweet. I love this. I love this. The way she says it to him too is very, I just, I don't know, Brittany, there's something about that interaction that I just find very, there's, I love the way you just shove this straw in your mouth. It's so funny. I'm sorry.
2: I'm drinking like two liters of water right now. Don't mind me.
0: You're going like this. you're going, you're going like this. You're going like this. You're going- <laughs> I uh,
2: drink my water from a straw. Like my son used to breastfeed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, and the, the, the main thing you get out of this is when she says, I said, I'd wait the look on his face. When she says that
3: he's so happy. Oh yeah. Like, he's so happy.
2: Pure joy.
0: Regardless, she starts asking him how he knew that the suspect would confess to her. And he says, oh, you know, I know that he would confide in you because of this relationship, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you're so good at that. Like, I'll never be good at reading people and reading situations. He said, yeah, but I don't know the difference between coral and a bone. So I guess we make a good pair. And then he says, speaking of marriage, Did you know that Hodges is proposing to Angela tonight? And then Brennan's like, she doesn't care. She doesn't care about this proposal at all. She says, oh, well, after, you know, spending the day this whole time figuring out that marriage means, you know, throwing somebody out of an airplane and cleaning up the mess. (laughs) I'm not sure I really want any part of it, you know. But she doesn't give a shit about Angela and her proposal at all. She's going to dinner. And I was like, are they going to go to Wong Fu's?
2: Or are they going to go to the same restaurant
0: (laughs) that Angela
2: and Hodges are at? No, they go to Wong Fu's. I hope so. And not the Royal Diner.
0: I'm going to imagine they went to Wong Fu's. I hope
2: so. I like that. It was the perfect ending to that
0: episode. What did you...
1: Yeah, so
2: now that's that the what do you think? I loved it. That scene, I did pick up on their interaction because I just thought it was really cute. Thank you. The other interactions, like I noticed here and there, but not to the same extent that you pointed out, which so I appreciate you m- bringing that to my attention. I thought it was great. I thought we have this, like, I, even though Angela's saying no to Hodgins, it somehow feels like their relationship is being properly defined finally. Like we're getting some like hint as to what is actually going on because right now it kind of seems like they shack up together so that it's more convenient for them to have sex. I don't know, but it seems like Hodgins is ready to make that move, whether she is or not. It seems like no. But yeah, no, I thought it was really good.
0: What did you think? Um, I told you throughout the episode my thoughts on this. The vibe of this episode, I found it like quite fascinating. The fact that the director was French tells me quite a lot like this. This, as I said, it was a very quiet episode. Yeah, there's no interstitial music. Their interactions were silent, like they would look at each, give each other looks. You know a lot of the time and they would have this silent communication that was really interesting to me i just thought this is new yeah (laughs) um the science was also kind of cool like you learned there's a lot of good science in it and like real um like real real world applicable to like things that are actually happening science But in terms of the story, I just think it's really interesting. I keep saying the word interesting. I'm so sorry. No, because of the French director aspect, I'm just thinking about this. He took it in a certain way, like he took the space, the agency, and the astronauts, and he took it. He threw it back. So this throwback to old-fashioned like the women the way they were dressed the way they did their hair and makeup it was very old-fashioned like which is interesting there's a movie i don't know if you've you've heard of this movie it's called the right stuff and it's about astronauts there's lots of movies about astronauts but all the women are depicted in this very clean uh this way they're groomed it's very specific even like I said, Brennan's hair was similar. Like she had that flip, that curl that went up yeah. at the end, which is kind of like Jackie Onassis, like JFK's wife. It was very '60s or '50s inspired. Yeah. Anyway,
3: I like I. It, it was emotionally. Uh,
0: I don't want to say flat, but I just felt I didn't feel connected. To anything emotionally, you know.
2: Yeah, honestly, even the fact like I want to go back and I watched this episode three times, didn't really pick up on the fact that there wasn't a lot of music. I feel like generally this show doesn't have a lot of music, so but yeah, I want to go back and rewatch it because like to I want to look at like the interactions, those looks between Brennan and Booth, and noticing like moments where maybe they would normally have music where it was silent. Do you have the vo- the face?
3: Oh, they honestly—that's
0: his face. Yeah, that's his face when she says, "I said I'd wait."
2: These
3: oh interactions my then- between
2: them are getting better and better.
3: The way he looks at her, so wild.
0: He's just so happy to be with her. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm distracted by this whole Booth and Brennan thing. It's a good... Finally. Welcome.
2: Welcome to the club. Welcome.
0: Well, no, I just find it interesting because it's a different type of chemistry. It's not all like weird conflict and stuff like that. Like, it's more like an intimate friendship and they're very close. And this is the way they should be given the fact that, you know, like he blew up, he blew up in her apartment and she was buried alive and like um, got kidnapped and like, come on, man. Like, yeah, they should be this close. They should be this intimate. They should have a weird thing that people are trying to figure out going, what's going on with those two? Like, I think that, they should get other partners and then their partners should be really insecure because yeah. they'll be like, what the hell? What's, what's up with your relationship with this guy? Like it would be an, in, that'll be an interesting conflict. I think if not solely level, I mean, a real yeah. partner, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> not Sully. Real, I'm that sure guy. they do.
0: No, Sully wasn't <laughs> no real. He wasn't. Like I think if they each got, if they each got partners yeah. at this point, it would be, and they continued being this close. Yeah. I think it would be an interesting dynamic, not where he's jealous and she's jealous or anything like that, but where the other partners are like, what are you guys doing? Like, what's up with you two, you know, like, which I I think it'd be interesting. I think
2: people already like, even Sully was kind of picking up on it a little bit. Everybody picks up on it. Everybody. It's crazy. How far have you gotten? Are we
0: two episodes away from where you got to initially? i only watched up to the end of season two and that's two it. episodes left that's it and then this will be all brand new to me and actually it's feeling brand new now because i recognized the first scene with the cows and the thing and then i realized who did it like halfway through so we can agree that zach was a bit weird oh he was in so weird episode
2: okay yeah, he was so like creepy like he's, he's normally, I think the reason he became a fan favorite was because he was always very like cutesy, like, especially before he actually got his PhD, he was very like, hi, I'm Zach. I'm just super smart. Yeah. But now he's like giving off a, a very right. much like a creep vibe, which is not great.
0: Are there any people that are fans of Hodgins, you think?
3: I'm going to look this up. <laughs> While you're looking that up, shall we
0: wrap this up? Yes. Let's wrap it up. All in all, an, a very unique episode. Yes, definitely. I felt, directorially, especially. The fact that, I'll just mention this. When I am say they're flat, I just mean like there was no conflict. Everything was very, uh, what's the word? So there was no attachment. There's no emotional kind of attachment to anything. It was kind of I really appreciated like the little subtle expressions that Booth and Brennan had throughout. Yeah. It's very subtle. Very subtle. Anyway, on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of
1: Screencast. <laughs>
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to SquintCast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stagen. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time.
1: Hodges!